In this very first episode of Info Product Mastery, I'll discuss why developers should consider creating info products, ebooks, and online courses, and how such a business can generate upwards of seven figures per year in revenue. This is Info Product Mastery, Episode 1. Welcome to Info Product Mastery, the podcast that helps developers, educators, and entrepreneurs launch and grow their online education businesses, whether you're just looking for a passive income stream or creating a full-time living. I'm your host, Adrian Rosebrock. So this is the first episode I've done of this podcast, and you know, I've I've recorded hundreds of videos before, but this is the first time I'm a bit nervous about it. And I think that's because this time I'm not explaining a technical concept in detail. With my with my previous business with PyMH Search, I was authoring code and I was creating text articles and video tutorials explaining how a bit of code actually worked and what the desired output should be. But here it's it's different. It's not technical in nature. I'm I'm showing a part of my soul really that the the world hasn't seen before. And that's honestly because info products are so near and dear to me. I started my info product company, PyMH Search, back in 2014, and that truly changed my life for the better. I was definitely having a rough time in in college, and grad school was a little bit better, but there was a lot of stressors going on. I had a a really hard home life, hard relationships, and it was was taking a toll on me. And I really wasn't sure where my life was going and if I was going to be happy working these nine-to-five jobs or working for a a large company or organization. I always had that entrepreneur itch and I had tried many times before and found a little bit of success here and there, but never created a full-time living for myself with an info product business. But I did back in 2014. And as a result, I'm so much happier. I'm, I'm more content. I own my own schedule and own my own time, meaning there's no one telling me where I should be, what I should be doing, and when I should be doing it. I have more time to spend with my wife and my family. I I have time to eat healthy and cook. I get to go to the gym literally every single day. And I do yoga three to four times per week. And that's that's helped me tremendously. And of course, I'm I'm doing well financially. And I'm at the point now in my life where I don't necessarily have to worry about money and bills. I can I can focus on other parts of my life. It's it's true that money does not buy happiness, but money can help buy you a certain set of securities, which allow you to build a foundation, which can help you become happier over time. It allows you to build these securities, and then you can focus on yourself. You can think about what makes you happy and actually obtain that, because true happiness only comes from inside, at least lasting happiness. So in essence, now in my life, I get to double down on the things in life that that bring me joy. As I reflected over the past year, six months, I've realized what really makes me happy is helping others, helping them achieve their goals. And to get to the point of this podcast, I think as developers, this is an incredible time to be alive in terms of everything that we do from writing code, putting it on GitHub, developing projects, deploying them. We really are at the center of, of the world economy. We allow things to, to move forward by building them because so much of the world is digital now. But one thing I don't think developers fully understand is that we are also at the center of the education world right now. We can author blog posts, we can create video tutorials, and we can publish online courses anywhere in the world. All we need is an internet connection 
and we can make an incredible living actually doing it. And that's because the topics that we know as developers, we know other people are interested in. People go to college and pay tons of money for this education. They'll go through coding boot camps. We already have that knowledge. So if we can educate others on it, we could do pretty well for ourselves running our own company, an education company, and make a great living. So if I get emotional during these podcasts, I, I truly hope you understand why. And that's because what I'm going to be telling you in this series of shows is about something that truly changed my life, and I believe it can do the same for you. Now I kind of want to talk about you know, a little bit of my credentials you know, and why you should actually listen to me and, and listen to this podcast, because I don't know about you, but I don't like having my time wasted. <laughs> when I get interested in something, I want to know exactly what I'm getting, what my return on investment of time is going to be, and you know, whether that be a book or a podcast or an online course, whatever, I want to make sure I know what I'm going to get from it by giving this other person my time because time is your most important asset. You can always go and make more money, but you will never get more time. So I'm going to assume you're like me and you want to know what I can offer you. And to me, that's fair enough. That's a great question to ask. In the meantime, I want to address three critical questions that whether you're listening to me or anyone else, you should ask. And that's why you should listen to me, what are my credentials, and what can I offer you? So I'm a developer by trade. I've been writing code since I was, let's see, 14 years old. I'm 33 now. I have a PhD in computer science with a focus in computer vision and machine learning. So computer vision is basically writing software that can understand what's in an image. So if you've ever used your iPhone with face recognition and the phone detects your face and recognizes it, that's a form of computer vision. If you've uploaded a video or a photo to Facebook and Facebook detected a face and then auto-tagged you or your friends, it's another example of computer vision. Uh, back when I was in grad school, I did some work for National Cancer Institutes. We developed a method for uh, breast histology images so we could analyze these breast histology images for cancer risk factors. That was really important because it took trained pathologists hours to analyze these images. Using the software we developed, we could do that you know, in, in just a few minutes, saved pathologists a ton of time, and led to more accurate diagnoses. So I love computer vision. I grew up in that field. I became interested in it when I was about 19, 20 years old, did my PhD in it, and did a lot of work in that field. It's, it's a very higher level advanced area of computer science, but it was something I found tremendously rewarding. So I, I was scratching that academic itch by going into grad school, but I also had this, this weird like entrepreneur itch that quite honestly existed since I was a very young kid. I remember I loved writing fiction when I was very young, and I, I loved uh, the horror genre for whatever reason. So when I was like nine years old, 10 years old, I would write these little stories on index cards and I would staple them together and design a, design a cover for the book out of cardboard and sew that together. And I would sell them to my parents for a dollar. That seems really strange, but looking back, that, that fit my personality perfectly. I loved creating and I loved selling what I created. So as I aged and got into my teenage years, uh, I became involved in startups and small businesses. When I was 18, I, I took a developer job and eventually rose up through the ranks of that company. That was, that was a really great experience. I actually paid for the majority of my college education. And I've been involved in education and info products for about 10 years now. So back in 2014, during the final year of my PhD program, I started PyImageSearch.com. And PyImageSearch was all about teaching developers, students, and just hobbyist developers all about the world of computer vision. Because learning the practical side of computer vision back then, 
was extremely challenging. You know, if you wanted to learn the theoretical points of computer vision, that wasn't too bad. There were textbooks, there were academic papers that you could easily find. And as long as you were academically minded, you could do really well on that. But from the more practical side of like, what libraries do I use for computer vision? What programming languages do I, do I use? What books or courses should I read to get up to speed on computer vision? Back then, you know, there were very little books, maybe two or three, all of them in the, the C or C++ programming language. There are no video tutorials, and there were certainly no online courses. So when I was going through the PhD program, yes, I was learning the theoretical aspects in the program, but I was also trying to grasp the practical underlying concepts of like, hey, how do I actually take what I learned here in this theory and like make my code do that thing? That was super challenging back then. And I wanted to help other people, other developers, other students, other entrepreneur-minded people like me break into the computer vision field without struggling like I did. So I launched Pioneer Search in 2014. And by 2017, I had grown it to seven figures per year in revenue. And in September 2021, Pyramid Search was acquired for what I would call a life-changing exit. Now, I'm not flying around in a private jet or anything, but I can live a very good, comfortable, American middle-class lifestyle without any real pain or strain. Money, money is no longer the motivating factor in my life. In eight years, I ran that company. I authored over 500 blog posts and tutorials, four books, which span nine separate volumes, two separate courses. Each course had you know, hundreds of lessons in them. In fact, three of those uh, books that I authored made over a million dollars in sales each. Three separate books. That was something I, I was truly proud of and something I really realized until I went back and ran, ran the numbers before the business was acquired. I was like, wow, like as a self-published author, having three books over a million dollars to revenue, that's, that's pretty serious. That's pretty good. And back then, I really wasn't too good at giving myself credit for some of these things that I did. That's something you learn how to do in time is just be like, wow, this was, this was cool. I, I did this, right? And I believe you could, you could do something like that as well with the right mindset. Continuing on, I've recorded over 200 video tutorials, wrote sales copy for thousands of emails, created countless sales pages. And I also became pretty good at crowdfunding as well. Using websites like Kickstarter and Indiegogo, I raised almost a million dollars in funding for courses and books that hadn't even been published yet. This was just for paying for the creation process and making money off of it at the same time. And of course, you know, just generally running the business, I created marketing pipelines responsible for, for millions of dollars in revenue. So again, money isn't my core motivating factor anymore. In fact, the core motivating factor in my goal is to help others follow the same path that I did. And yeah, I, I've had some successes that you can learn from, but what I'm really here to do is, is share my experiences so you can learn from the mistakes I've made. And hopefully my experience could help you avoid some of the expensive mistakes I made in the past. So moving on to why this podcast exists, I mean, simply put, after a decade in the info product space, I have not been able to find a good resource for developers trying to get into it. Uh, so if you were a developer trying to uh, create a, a book or a course or an info product, you know, you would search Google for that and you would get a lot of results, but none of them are specific to developers. And a lot of it is like this just one size fits all approach. There's nothing specific to developers, nothing with a good pathway, a good template that they can follow to success. And furthermore, as developers, especially if we have this entrepreneurial itch, we're typically told to go down one of two routes. That's either build a mobile app and try to monetize it or build a web application like a, like a SaaS app. Uh, there exists tons of resources for both of these categories. There's books, there's online courses, podcasts, 
online communities, every single one of them centered around helping developers become successful entrepreneurs through writing code, building software, and selling it. And to me, I call this the, the traditional approach for developers, and it, it makes intuitive sense because someone would be like, oh, you write code for a living already and you want to start a business? Why not build some sort of software app and sell it? Yeah, that you can do that, but there is another way through this info product space. And this way requires a bit less effort. It can be done faster and cheaper. It's far more lucrative because your profit margins are really high. And again, that's the build and sell these info products, namely books and online courses that teach other developers your particular area of expertise. And I'll tell you, after eight years running Pyme Search and 10 years spent in the info product space, I, I've searched far and wide for an online community that focuses just on developers who want to build and sell online ed education products. And what I can tell you is that this community, this group, it simply doesn't exist which tells me two things. The first could be that most info product communities are just too generic. So whether you want to create a course on writing code and solving a particular problem, or you know how to properly tend your garden, or teaching someone how to play guitar, all of the advice you get there is super generic. It's like, okay, start an email list and sign up for Udemy and then record these courses and here's the best microphones and cameras you could use. It's, it's all super generic advice that's not tailored strictly to you and your area of expertise. The, the other thing that I, I believe is true is that I don't think developers know how lucrative the education space can be. Again, and I think that's because the developers were so geared to thinking about code and building and production, getting an app out there and monetizing based off of our unique skill set within writing code, that we don't understand that this is such an incredibly valuable field. And the time that we're in right now, developers really are at the core of just nearly everything. So there's tons of developers at school right now who want to learn from our area of expertise. And if we can educate them, which we should, I think there's almost a moral obligation to share this knowledge we've gained from being in the trenches, from doing the hard work. You know, we can monetize that and make our lives better and enrich the lives of others through the education we share. I do believe it's a mix of both of these reasons, but I think the first issue is is a predominant one. And again, that goes back to generic advice. I mean, let's face it, that that kind of sucks. It's not and not it's not helpful. It's not specific to you. And you have to really understand that what makes you a successful online education as a developer is going to be very different from someone who wants to be an online educator for like teaching guitar. They're two very, very different ideas and, and trains of thought. I think it, it also comes down to the developers can become too locked into this idea that the only way to make a buck online and the only way to scratch their entrepreneurial itch is to develop applications. And that's, that's simply not true. And over the years, I've had the privilege of meeting so many developers who have broken this mold and been successful in the info product space. Uh, you might be familiar with Harrison Kinsley from pythonprogramming.net. He's over a million YouTube subscribers. He's authored a handful of Python books. You have Dan Bader from dbader.org and RealPython. teaches Python to developers and is, does very, very well for himself. You've got Ritish Kanji from Augmented Startups. He focuses pretty much on artificial intelligence topics, has over 100,000 YouTube subscribers. Then you have Jason Brownlee from Machine Learning Mastery, arguably the largest machine learning blog online. Yeah, I mean, it's a top 100,000 website. Uh, if you look across all niches, like top 100 websites, top 100,000 websites, period. That's impressive, especially for a niche topic like machine learning. And 
All of these peoples are developers by trade, but they learned how to market themselves and their products, and they are successful because of that. So here I am talking about the, the importance of educators getting into info products and selling books and courses. And you're wondering, why not traditional publishing? Why not go with you know, your Manning publishers or O'Reilly or Pack Publishing? The real problem there is that you're getting taken advantage of by those, those companies and you're getting paid pennies on the dollar. So if you decide to write for them, you may get a small advance that's paid in smaller subsets or milestones, and you'll get some royalty checks after, after your product is released. So you might get two to $5,000 in advance, again, paid in installments. Royalties could be 15 to 20% of net receipts. But the problem is that, I'll use PACT as an example, they're going to take all of their expenses out up front, so you don't get paid until they take out their chunk. So even if your book is just mildly successful, you could be making only $50 to $200 a month. And honestly, that's a lot of work for not a lot of money. I argue that you could do way better by self-publishing, and that's especially true if you have this entrepreneur itch. You're already doing the hard work of writing, all you need to do on top of that is just build the brand around yourself, build yourself an audience, and then you'll be able to sell to that audience and you'll be able to keep nearly all the profits due to the fact that info products are just cheap to deliver. It's just bandwidth and, and hosting space. And I think even more valuably, you'll, you'll learn how to market along the way. Do not discount the value of, of marketing. Even if like you do this whole info product thing and you decide to keep your nine to five job, you'll be more valuable to your nine to five job because you understand both the technical side, the technical developer side and the sales and marketing side. That'll make you so much more valuable as a developer to that company. So yeah, is, is building an audience hard? Is building a brand hard? Yeah, of, of course it is. But as a developer, you're intelligent. You're more intelligent probably than the majority of, of the population. So getting up to speed on these things really isn't that hard once you have a path to follow, a logical step-by-step -step sequence. And if you have that, you're going to be successful. My goal with this podcast with Info Product Mastery is to create a community that is specific to developers who want to build and sell their online education products. You know, whether you're just doing this as a side hustle for a little extra money to make your, your rent or your car payments, or you're trying to build an actual business, quit your job, spend more time with your family, maybe even develop some wealth and, and retire early, I, I haven't seen a community like that specific to developers before. And man, I really wish I had one when I first started out. So that is the reason why I started this podcast. And I, I hope you'll join me on this journey. I think you'll be able to learn a lot. And I think if you apply what you learn here, you'll be able to develop your own info product business and you'll be able to change your life for the better. So I can't wait to take this journey with you and I'll see you later. If you have any questions about this episode or suggestions for future episodes, send me an email at questions at infoproductmastery.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.